You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 41, Cultivating Your Village Series, part six. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Welcome back to Cultivating Your Village. Today is the last episode of the six-part series, and so it is part six, and we will be discussing on this episode, how does our village build the body of Christ? And we will also be talking about how does our village impact our family and our little corner of the world, and how does it all work together to unify us? And as I leave you on that note, we really want to encourage you guys to reach out and talk to that mom that maybe you've been sitting next to for a half a year at dance class or gymnastic class while you wait for your kids or the moms that you see at preschool pickup or school pickup and you just have been thinking, you know what, I really would like to get to know them. I just want to encourage you, hey, you know what, be brave and go ask them to hang out and go to dinner. You don't even need to have them over at your house. You know, if that's too much stress or pressure, then just invite them out to go to brunch or something like that or a coffee date. So I really want to encourage you guys to do that and not just leave the series going back to the old ways of like, you know what, I'm just going to click people's Facebook pages and their Instagrams and that's about it. And also, if you guys haven't already joined the Mom Inspired Show email list, make sure to do that at mominspiredshow.com. So that way you will know when our new series will be launching called No Girl Left Behind. This will most likely be a shorter series starting in the fall, and it is focusing on helping our daughters navigate life by parenting them from the strong woman we desire to be and not the wounded girl we may have been. So if you have a daughter, make sure to tune in. Let's go to the show. Melissa, welcome back to the show. So happy to be here and do part six with you. I know this is our last part of our series, and this is part six, and it's how into cultivating your village. And so we're going to talk about how is the village of which we belong going to glorify the kingdom of God and or unify the body of Christ. So Melissa is going to jump into that and tell us a little bit of what that looks like. So in order for us to identify uh, how our village is impacting our family and our community and our little corner of the world that we live in, uh, is to be able to identify how it's shaping us emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So I think, Amber, one of the perhaps one of the greatest measuring sticks that we can use is to understand what it is that fulfills us. So we live in a culture where we are totally bombarded with external influences, and that has created an instant gratification society. Remember in our last episode, we talked about how much we're consuming? We consume, we consume. Right. Yep. And because we can consume so quickly and so fast— we have become an instant gratification society. So we've talked in some of our other episodes that this isn't an overnight experience. You don't create a village around you in one day. It takes time, especially if you want to have intimate bonds of trust and vulnerability with people. And that can only happen one experience at a time. And so we need to recognize that if we don't sense immediate gratification, we can very quickly dismiss something as being a negative. So if I don't feel good from it right away, this just isn't going to work for me. If we're not finding fulfillment in a relationship, what do we do? We let it go. Or we struggle to let it go, Right. right? If we're not experiencing fulfillment in a friendship, I think 
a lot of times as women, the first thing we do is we begin to distance ourselves from that person, right? Right? We start to pull away and we turtle a little bit. See, the problem is that we make it all about us. We're looking at cultivating our village. But for all the people in our village, they're in the same place trying to cultivate their village. And so how does that all work together to unify us as one body working for one common good? So the concept of it takes a village actually means that it takes more than one person to accomplish anything of great importance. You can't do it on your own. It's just not going to happen. There's got to be a give and take. So we first have to ask ourselves, what am I bringing to the village table? So, and whether or not we're being deceived by an illusion that we need more. I need more emotionally. I need more mentally. I need more spiritually. You know, we've, we've all been in that place where we feel in those different areas of our lives that something's not being fulfilled within us. So unfortunately, we fall into those traps. We need more emotionally. Sometimes when we feel we need more emotionally, we blur the lines, the boundary lines in our marriages. They fall apart. You know, we all know somebody that's stepped out of their marriage. You know, when we feel that we need more mentally, we may get up and leave a job that we're, we're never supposed to run out of. But just because we don't feel like we're getting what we need, we ditch it. And when we feel like we need more spiritually, sometimes we sitting in church and we feel like this church just isn't cutting it for me anymore. So I'm going to go find a new one. We don't always see everything through because we instantly want to be gratified. Right. And I've been guilty of all of them. So it's recognizing, okay, I'm making it all about me but it's got to be about one body. So there's a great illusionist. His name is Harris III, and he wrote a book called The Illusion of More. And he wrote this, Amber, whatever you value most is not only where your heart resides, it's also where your fear lives. And where fear takes root, deception flowers. Every thinking mortal can wrap their mind around this truth. Still, Each of us is ill-prepared when deception's roots entangle around our own rational mind, for deception by its devilish design is relative. It is different things to different people. To a man afraid of losing his job, deception can appear in the form of a competitor, forcing the fearful man to do something irrational, thereby bringing the thing he fears the most upon him. To a mother fearful for her child's safety, deception can conjure a multitude of dangers, both real and imagined. Compelled by misdirection, she smothers her offspring's freedom, forcing the child to eventually run away and face the very dangers the mother first imagined. Deception may be the devil's only trick, but it is effective. And I felt that was brilliant, especially when he said, you know, the part about the fear. That's where our fear lives Mm -hmm. also. What is it that we fear the most in cultivating our village? Absolutely. 
We all know uh, this really great book. Most of us are familiar. It's hit the number the New York Times number one bestsellers list recently. And it's called Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst. And she wrote a book. So I don't know anything about it, but I've seen people post about it on Facebook. So do you want to share with us what it's about? Right. Well, she wrote from uh, a very, very raw experiences in her life. And it's all about rejection. We all go through it. We all experience it. And rejection can show up in the most unusual of moments, the most unusual of days, and sometimes in the most unusual of people. Yeah. You get rejected by a friend that you never thought would have rejected you. Or this, um, depending on the state of your mind, like where you are. Okay. I'm just, you know, most likely it's all women listening, right? You know, depending on your cycle. Okay. We're going to go there, you know, with PMS. We're going there. We're going there. <laughs> um, you know, you may be more sensitive. You may be other things, but we'll just go with sensitive. Okay. Right. And you may feel like um, things affect you a little bit more. Right. So you, so you have the illusion, let's say that someone is kind of rejecting you, even though they're not. Right. You know, so you are dealing with people actually rejecting you and then also the illusion or you're perceiving that they're rejecting, they're rejecting you. And that could look in the form of, you know, you see your friend hanging out with another friend and you kind of feel like, oh, they're like hanging out and I'm not part of it. And it has nothing to do with you. Right. But you could easily feel rejected. And I use PMS because I do feel like you're more um, highly sensitive and you may not feel like that as much during the rest of your cycle. Um, And I I use that because I feel like sometimes Satan can um, get a foothold on you during that time because it can make you a little crazy. And you may just, it's kind of like when you're sleep deprived, right? You're just not like at your top performance and you're not at like you know, you're going to probably react to things a little bit more that you might have not reacted to because, you know, it's again, you know, hormones, sleep deprivation. So I just wanted to point that out too, that even if you are not even being rejected, that your mind can play tricks on you and make you feel rejected. And it might as well be real. It might as well be real. Right. Right. And then when we perceive something to be real, we believe something to be real. And then what happens? Well, we, it's real. And so there's all the emotions that come around with it. And then we get into this crazy cycle and then we Well, then you might sabotage the relationship. Absolutely. Because now you're going to pull back and they might not even been doing anything. And so now you're pulling back. So now there's a distance that didn't even need to happen. Right. And the other person standing on the other side going, I have no idea what I did wrong. Right. Uh, And we've touched on social media several times. There have been, again several times when I've wanted to post something on social media, be it a a photo or like a post or just something. And there's a little check in my spirit. And I've literally heard the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, how do you think this person's going to react? So like, can you give us an example of, I mean, it doesn't have to be that example, but what do you mean? Like if, are they going to feel jealous? Okay, I'll I'll give you a really good example. Okay. Jealousy is a big one. Jealousy, envy, and all those things, right? How many of us go on Instagram and we're like, why can't my kitchen look like that kitchen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, because that kitchen's an illusion yeah. put through a filter, and you're not seeing everything else in the craziness behind that kitchen. Yeah. And- I mean, they might have great backsplashes and stuff like that. <laughs> But they might have be a bunch of crap onto the side. Right. We'll be happy for that person that yeah. they have a beautiful right. kitchen. Yeah. But we don't. Right. We wonder why we don't have and yeah. somebody else right. does. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a really great example. Okay. We recently had 
an event in our home called Taste of Community. Mm. And what's really interesting about this series that you and I have done is this, I write devotions for our church. I'm a devotional writer in our app. And this entire year, we're focusing on the concept of community. So this entire year, for 52 weeks, I am writing on the concept of community in all 66 books of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, and what relationship looks like. And it's been really eye-opening. And so we have this event where you're paired with three other couples, and you're the host home, and these couples come into your home, and it's not a dinner party. It is supposed to be inviting the outside in. It's a messy dinner party. It could be dinner. It could be just dessert and coffee and whatnot. So we had a group that was that consisted of families with young children. And so they all brought their kids. And it was loud and it was messy and it was fun connecting with these families. Well, the one mom has a 20-month-old. And I have a white carpet in my family room. And her 20-month-old is quick. And so I had a thought you know, my little village, my little corner of the internet, I thought, oh, maybe I'll just put a post on Facebook to my friends and say, hey, does anybody have any tried and true remedies for getting coffee stains out of carpet? Not a big deal, right? Until the moment, and it, and it shouldn't be, until the moment I heard that little small still voice inside say, how do you think she's going to feel when she reads that? Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, she's not on your Facebook, right? Right, right. Because <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't post it. Or you, you know, I mean, you can like exclude that person. And then not... I'm excluding somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying so you don't make anybody feel bad. But right. Yeah. But that's what I thought. Oh, it you must not be on Facebook. Right. If you're going to ask that question. But it didn't occur to me. I just thought, oh, I got it. It's okay. I've tried a couple of things. It's not working. Maybe somebody has some a, a suggestion. Because right. that is how we get our information. Right. You pull it from And I'm sure that somebody that's listening is can see the innocence in what I was doing. Right. But I was listening and I was like, how do you think she's gonna feel? She's gonna stress and have anxiety, be angry at her daughter for doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I didn't do it. No. And I thought, okay, I'll go on the internet and I'll figure out another way. And sure enough, I did, and the coffee came out and it really was no big deal. Right. But it's something so innocent and we just don't realize how it's going to affect other people around us that being said this was a community in our church Mm -hmm. these were people that we are trying to build the body of christ with how is my little comment about a coffee stain going to unify what we were trying to do it wasn't it It was just gonna be a thorn in the side and it it would make her not want to come back because she'd be too afraid absolutely to ruin something well her daughter Right. Mm-hmm. And this is a little 20-month-old baby. Yeah. So can we see how silly we can be right. when sometimes when we, you know, just live life and we make random decisions and we don't think of the people around us that they're going to affect? Right. right. So what are we doing to unify the body? The number one thing that we need to do, Amber, is check ourselves. Mm-hmm. What am I bringing to this village that's positive. Am I the negative person? Am I the person bringing the drama? Am I the person who's needy? Right? Am I the person who has these lofty expectations that the people around me can't meet? We got to look at ourselves. It's the hardest thing to do. What am I doing to unify us? Because 
the reality is that a village is raising us, not just that us raising a village around us. Mm, yeah. The people that we are spending time with are bringing us into the next season of our life. Right. And are we a strong unity? Are we doing things for the common good? Uh, are, are other people watching us at work in our community? We don't want other women to look at our relationships that we've cultivated and to envy them. Right. We want to encourage them to go find their people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't want a woman to listen to this series and think, well, that's great that you have a friend you have family dinners with several times a night. Well, guess what? A week. A or week night. or a night. Yeah. Several times. She, that's, she, she is so popular. She's having them <laughs> a night. So do you really feel bad about yourself? (laughs) I know. But you know what? There's probably a friend somewhere around you that wants to do life with you. Yeah. Right? You're not as alone as you think you are. Yeah. I think, I think going back to what you're saying, because I do think that people could be listening to you going, wow, she does life with um, these neighbors two to three times a week. And, you know, somebody may be thinking that's just not realistic or I haven't found that person. And you know, we're at the end of this series. And so I do want to, I want to say to you, Melissa, what do you think people need to do? So they're, so they have nobody, right? Okay. And, um, maybe they just moved to the area. So they literally have no friends. Okay. And they're listening to the podcast and they're going, okay, well, that's really awesome. I don't have any neighbors behind me. Well, for example, we don't have neighbors behind us, so that wouldn't work. And, um, I'm just joking, but we literally don't have them. And, So if you don't have the neighbor behind you that you guys have, you don't have it across the street, you don't have it five minute walking distance, where do you think the women should go? Like, are you, do you feel like they should be, you know, joining a small group or doing stuff like that to try to plug in and see, you know, where do I belong? You know, and, and, and if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this, because I don't want you guys to think this doesn't apply to you. Go to a gym, go to a workout class that, you know, somewhere that you feel like you can connect with women because it's really, it's really good to just not feel isolated. And so I say, wherever you feel like you can find people that are like-minded, that's where I would go. So is that what you would say? Absolutely. Number one though is, listen, ladies, we have to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves. It's not going to happen tomorrow and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Right. So stop putting the pressure on yourselves. Stop stop putting yourself in a position where you're allowing others to put pressure on you. Yeah. Those are those healthy boundaries. Right. I You nailed it with the like-mindedness. Yeah. Where do you want to be? What do you want to share with these people that you want to do life with? Yeah. What brings you the greatest joy? Yeah. Listen, if you love gardening and you don't have a single friend in your life that loves gardening with you, you know what I mean? Uh, go to a class. Yeah. I Lots of cities have them. I know our city has them. Mm-hmm. Get involved where you can meet new people. I realize that I'm in a position in the work that I do where I get the opportunity to meet women from all aspects of life. There's There's no shortage of connections. But listen, if you had started with us on episode one, there was a point where God was showing me, you've got so much around you, but you are not having needs met in your life and you are suffering because of it. See, what happened was I was in this position where I was so focused on the tasks and the work that was put before me 
that other women were perceiving that I had a heart that I didn't really have, that I was untouchable, that I was self-righteous. That wasn't my heart at all. I actually have a friend who would be okay with me saying this. She went through a long period of time where she really believed that she hated me. And she, it was so strong that she went to one of our pastors and she said, I pretty much think I hate her. Like, I, I hate her. And this pastor said, does she know that you hate her? She said, no, she has no clue that I feel this way. And he said, well, then the problem is not hers, but it's yours. If she doesn't know that she's ever hurt you or offended you, you've not given her an opportunity to fix it. Took her a really long time, and I will never forget the conversation. But she came to me and she said, I thought I hated you. Like I couldn't even stand being in a room with you. I disliked you that much. But I realized I didn't really hate you. I hated what I thought you were, but I didn't take the time to get to know your heart. And it hurt me pretty bad. I can say I love her. And we have a very good relationship now. We have a really strong friendship. She has been there for me in crisis, in crisis. Did you ever think that the person who hated me the most would be the person who was right there for me in crisis? I'm only telling you these things because I've lived so much life experience. I am the fatherless daughter. I am the girl who's been rejected. I've been hurt and I've been wounded. I've hurt and I've wounded others. I just got to a place in my life where I realized I couldn't do it on my own. The perfectionism is just an illusion. What was I putting out there for the world to consume that was me, Melissa? What were they believing about me? And so I got very real and very vulnerable. These are all things that we've talked about in these episodes that I've had to walk a really hard road to learn and to find out. Right. I've had to do my homework. I've had to go to the woman who's three steps ahead of me. And my hope, and I know your heart and your hope, is for us to use this series to glorify the body of Christ Mm -hmm. so that the woman who may be three steps behind us, who's just starting her village, is taking the wisdom that we've learned hard ways, and she's going to apply it to her life, and she's going to pull herself forward Because I promise you, that same girl is going to be in a place some time from now where she's going to recognize the girl who's three steps behind her. And she's going to say, I learned, will you be a part of my village? We need to do life together. We need to do messy life together. Mm -hmm. Because life isn't perfect. And if we're searching for that illusion of more. We're going to be sorely disappointed and we're never going to be fulfilled or satisfied. Yeah. Well, I love it. And I hope that everybody got a lot of wisdom from this. And we, when we post this, we are going to open this up and are we going to do questions for Absolutely. So we'll be out on, um, if you're not already part of the mom inspired show, Facebook group, 
make sure you find us. What you, The easiest way, um, you can go to my website, mominspiredshow.com, and you can go to group. It's a tab at the top, and it will show you where you need to go through Facebook, and that's the easiest way. And you just click on it to be accepted, and um, and then I'll go ahead and accept you. And that's where we'll be you know, starting a dialogue, talking about this, and each week, We'll, you know, be on there just kind of discussing um, each week as we go and feel free to comment or ask questions or share with us your story of your village. We would love to hear it. Absolutely. We want to hear your stories. Every woman has a story and every woman is looking for a safe place to tell her story. And I think that that's that's the, the purpose of what we're trying to do here is we want others to understand this is a safe place to tell your story. And we're asking you to be a part of our village. The Mom Inspired Show is a village all in its own. We're doing this messy life together. So I've shared a lot of my stories, and I really want to hear yours. And that's the greatest joy that I get out of the job that I do is hearing these women just share from a place of vulnerability. Yeah. Well, Melissa, thanks so much for coming on and doing this series with me. Thank you for having me, Amber. Yeah. And you guys, I'm so happy to be able to do this series. And uh, we really hope that it blesses your life. And uh, again, let us know what you thought of it. And if you have any questions or if you want to share any stories. And there you have it. Hey, you guys, if you really enjoyed listening to Melissa during this series, I would love to give a shout out to her. Melissa is a devotional writer for Gateway Church, as well as a leadership writer for the ministry called Women Together International. And what they do is they mentor and raise up women leaders all around the world. Also, Melissa is a storyteller who writes a lot about how God is transforming her through everyday experiences of life. So I would love to encourage you to go check out and follow along with her new blog and devotional series on her website, Melissa P. and Paul Sharp and Sharp ends with an E.com. So Melissa P. Sharp.com. We had so much fun doing this series. We hope that you had a great time and I'll see you next week.